Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And today... Which appears, which feels like the eve of the vice presidential selection, that it should be coming down to us momentarily, who Joe Biden is going to have as his vice president. Um, we should talk about the major contenders. Is contenderettes a word? No, no, no. Why does everything have to be genderized? <laughs> Biden genderized it. He's the it's one true. who said, You're I'm right. picking a woman. But good for him. Happy to see it. Um, we're going to talk about the major women who are who we think he might choose. Go through some pros and cons. Maybe try to pick uh, who we think he will pick. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the big shadow in the room continues to be cast by Kamala Harris, who most voters keep telling us they want to see her. She seems to be most obviously ready on day one. Most prominent. Um, do you think he's going to pick Kamala Harris? What do you think are the pros and cons of Kamala Harris? So I think that there are a lot of actual pros and cons with her. I like Kamala Harris, right? Uh, I think that she is a strong candidate, but I think that there are issues within the Biden campaign, whisperings about the fact that she's not, doesn't seem apologetic for coming for his neck in the first debates. Has too much ambition, some people say that she has too much ambition. Whatever I think that, that, that means. I think that that's actual bullshit, because if you're in politics, don't you have ambition? Your desire is to change how could you, how could society, you be, right? In, how could you be in America's most exclusive club, the U.S. Senate, and not have right. ambition? Yeah, it's just it. That's it. That's a stupid um, thing to say yeah. about Kamala Harris. Um, but I still think, you know, again, her prosecutorial record continues to follow her. Um, you know, she was not able to gin up uh, a substantial amount of black support when she was running for president. Yeah. I don't know if that's because the field was too crowded. I don't know if it's because her um, message didn't resonate. I don't know if it was because she didn't have enough money. Um, but those are some of the issues that continue to flout her. But again, I just want to go back to the ambition thing because folks who are saying that one, they're sexist, but also, you know, the idea that you as a vice president to a man who is old as fuck, (laughs) wouldn't be thinking about your readiness 
in the in the four years that he is serving, none the you know, aside from the fact that by the time his second term were to come around, what is Joe Biden going to be pushing 82, 83 years old? Yeah. So, of course, you would want somebody who you can see from day one as president of the United States. Well, too ambitious is the new shrill. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Something we only say about women. Women. Can you yep. even imagine somebody saying a man seems too ambitious? It's it's a weird thing. Now, the only thing that I read out of that is that that comment coming from Chris Dodd, um, who's part of the VP selection committee, is he leaking some attempt to sabotage her right. her candidacy within the group? Is he trying to to undercut her chance to get the job from Joe Biden? Look, I think that day one readiness is is critical. Mm-hmm. I think that being in the general Obama circle is important for Biden, and Kamala is definitely within the uh, FOB friends of Barack circle. Right? She's friends with with Barack since before he was uh, president. Um, clearly very smart, clearly extremely well-known, one of the most popular um, and well-known senators in, in all the country. And, you know, one of the key jobs of a vice presidential nominee mm-hmm. is to be an attack person, mm-hmm. right, who will be saying nasty things, truthful but nasty things about the other side's nominee Stop talking about the vice presidential debate. It is completely irrelevant, like preseason baseball. Okay, but when you, <laughs> but when the vice presidential nominee is saying nasty things about the the president, that gets media attention and allows the candidate to stay clean, right? And he clearly doesn't want to be attacking Trump because he wants to create a permission structure for folks who are on the right who don't like Trump but are uncomfortable with Biden. Well, don't make me feel like a hypocrite. And Biden's like, I'm super nice. I'm super decent. I'm not going to make you feel like a hypocrite for voting for me instead of Trump. Kamala, perhaps more effectively than anybody else we will talk about today, can say nasty things about Donald Trump and attack him in a way that allows Joe Biden to get those digs in without saying them himself. And the thing is, is that, you know, she is so smart, so um, thoughtful and strategic that it doesn't even have to be overtly nasty. Like she's not going to be pulling anybody's, you know, schoolyard bully bullshit tactics like Trump has done. She's going to, as she was saying during her campaign, prosecute the case against, you know, bring the case against Donald Trump, why he's inept, why he's problematic, why he's a fucking criminal. And she's going to be able to do that. In, in in the way that she was able to bring down uh, Brett Kavanaugh so that we could see who he was, the way that she was able to do that with William Barr by him not being able to say, you know, oh, what what do you mean by that word necessary? <laughs> like, you know, she's going to be able to do that. Look, and I, she, I, for one, she knows how that to, would be thrilling. For she me. knows how to play the dozens on a national political level. And just say those little things that get under Donald's skin, that tell voters he's not the right person. He should not be president Uh, like she did against Biden, right? Which is a very poignant, emotional, 
uh, mm-hmm. surgical attack on him. Now, any anybody who thinks that that debate moment is going to weigh against her in this selection process, I think does not truly understand politics, whereby somebody like Biden, who's been part of the system for a long time, understands today's attack, today's attacker could be tomorrow's friend. You are not with me on this bill. You're with me on the next bill. I can't afford to create long lasting enemies and say, I hate you when I may need your vote or your support on the next thing that I'm trying to get across the aisle, across the line. So Biden is, I'm sure that he forgot that. And he sees that as like, oh, well, she could do that to him. If she could do that to me in that way, she could do that to him. So I think that's only going to look like a plus. The other thing is that Kamala is truly much more moderate than a lot of the progressives we've seen rise up in recent, in the last few years. She's not truly part of that real progressive AOC sort of wing, right? The squad, like that's not where she is politically. So this is where Biden wants to take the Democratic Party. He really is kind of running uh, mostly as a centrist, trying to make Republicans who are, you know, to the edge of the Republican Party feel comfortable coming over. And Kamala sort of supports that. And I feel like perhaps, you know, perhaps, you know, you get middle-class suburban women who are like, I like her. You get black people who are like, you know, she's great. I'm excited about her. The Biden campaign has to ask itself, why did she not do better in the primary campaign, right? And that's the that's the question. Whatever answer they have for that will determine whether or not they feel like they can roll with her. Because I I think, you know, I think, like I said at the beginning, I think it's a combination of things. I think that she didn't have a lot of money. I don't think that she had a distinguishing message in that very large field that we had. Um, And and so I, 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 you know, and. And I think that that was the problem. It was like, what was the real difference between her and Cory Booker, right? Other than the fact that she was a woman. Like, what was the real difference? You know, Julian Castro, hard progressive. Like, again, she wasn't she wasn't offering those hard progressive lines like an Elizabeth Warren, like a Bernie Sanders, right? right? So I don't think that she had the capacity in that field to break out. But to, you know, Clyburn, who but we know- did Biden. Has an, Neither did Biden. Right. No, neither did Biden. But Clyburn, who was the anoint, you know, anointed um, Biden in South Carolina, has said that Biden is really looking for somebody, right, who he can be, quote unquote, simpatico with. Right. Somebody that is going to be his ride or die like he was for Barack. Right. Right. Like somebody who is always going to be in your corner, who is always going to be pushing your agenda forward in the best way possible. Like that is your job. And I don't have to be looking over my shoulder. That's what he is looking for. He's looking for the version of himself. I I, I am concerned about a prosecutor who many black people rightly or wrongly dismiss as a cop um, right? in the era and the moment of BLM, I am concerned. I don't know Kamala's entire record, but I'm sure there are some stories that would not look good in the national spotlight, especially in the year of BLM. And, you know, I, I am concerned about that part of her story. Um, 
which is partly why Karen Bass has risen to prominence in recent mm-hmm. weeks in that she does not provide some of that same object, baggage. right? Baggage. Uh, what I, I mean, mm-hmm. like, this is a person who was uh, a physician's assistant in the ER and a civil rights activist, which positions her amazingly well to talk about the two major issues of the year, of the moment, which will still be huge mm-hmm. issues next year. Um, she's the chair of the CBC, right? She's the architect of the police reform bill that the Democrats put forward this year. She is mm-hmm. not as big a name as Kamala. She is not right. as big a personality as Kamala. Um but for most voters, less polarizing. And we'll get to the Castro stuff in a moment. But in general And the science and the Scientology stuff? We'll we we you and I will 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 talk about that in a moment. But I think on in on at first blush, she gives you some of the things that Kamala gives you without the potential for embarrassment around where she was as a prosecutor. From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions, questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that forced David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. show is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. The midterms are coming and it's more important than ever that we protect and fix our elections. We all know that our government is broken. Politicians spend more time working for themselves, their big donors, and their political party instead of for us. We as Americans have had enough of the corruption, partisan bickering, and gridlock. Look, I get that all the nonsense makes you want to tune out, but I'm here to tell you there's reason for hope. Our political system is broken now, but we can fix it. That's why we've partnered with 
with Represent Us, a nonpartisan grassroots organization that has helped notch more than 160 victories to improve our elections and give power back to the voters where it belongs. Right now, until November, there are many, many ways you can get involved. Represent Us is working in cities and states to pass good government policies like ranked choice voting. And they're also recruiting folks to help staff the polls. Let's protect our elections now and for generations to come. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. That's represent.us slash pod. Mm-hmm. Fair. I think that all of those, I think that all of those points are fair. I think that, you know, to be honest, I think Nancy Pelosi knew what she was doing, which she often does, even though I rail against her sometimes, um, <laughs> that she knew what she was doing when she decided to appoint Karen Bass, right, to lead the policing uh, legislation. I think that Karen Bass has a very interesting background and history. And, you know, funny because the the criticisms that are against Kamala being too ambitious are being used with Karen Bass as not being ambitious enough. Oh, do we want somebody that's not ambitious? That's not as ambitious. Like, why hasn't she run for president? It's like, what the fuck? She was a physician's assistant who became an activist and then led the state, right? Like, as the speaker of the California House and then, like, ran for a House of Representatives. What are you talking about? You can't win either way. I mean, I believe Karen Bass said that she will not be running for president in the future, so that definitely makes her the opposite of Kamala. And if we are thinking, which I do not, but many people do, that Joe Biden will not run in 2024 and we are anointing the next Democratic superstar, Karen Bass is saying, not me. I'll be your vice president, but I'm not running for president. Right. Now, these words mean nothing. There's no, no there's no reason why she can't get the vice president and then in 2024 say, oh, actually, I will run. Also, there's no reason why Joe Biden has said nothing. He's made no promise that he's not going to run in 2024. And I find that notion to be ridiculous. Of course, he will be the nominee in 2024. But if we're talking about who will be the Dem nominee in 2028, great. Let's do that. Um, I like Karen Bass. I think she's mm-hmm. good. She seems not non-offensive. I find the Karen Bass will cost us Florida notion to be fairly ridiculous, partly be, largely because vice presidential candidates do not shape the structure, the electoral structure of any state ever, right? And there was another great podcast that pointed this out in terms of Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan lost Wisconsin, which uh, Donald Trump then won four years later. Like, it it just doesn't work like that. Karen Bass, because she said something nice about, uh, barely nice, about Fidel Castro in death, which she has repented for. And she's like, that's not who I am. I just said, oh, please. Like, like people are going to suddenly forget the many, many racist, anti-Hispanic, anti-Latinx things that Trump has said and done. And and we're going to punish Biden for Karen. Get the fuck out of here. I just feel like for every comment that can be made about how somebody could be an issue for the ticket, and particularly in this one where, you know, Karen Bass in, I think it was like 1973, went on a trip to Cuba uh, where she was building houses there and as a young person. That is fucking 47 years ago, right? 
Like, can we have a conversation about who Trump is in bed with today? Mm. Right? Like, don't talk to me about shit that people did 47 years ago and then I'm supposed to be like, oh, I don't know if I can trust them. When motherfucker was on the phone with Putin on July 23rd, right? Mm. Like, not yeah. talking about the fact that he has bounty uh, bounties on American soldiers. So, like, I feel like Democrats need to stop having these, like, well, I'm just concerned with, you know, what can the Republicans use? Whatever the fuck they want. Right. You don't, you don't pick somebody based on the fact that oh, I don't want them to be attacked for this. They're going I mean, look, to be attacked for their hair color, for their shoe size, but, for all of those things. It doesn't gonna, matter. In a Trump world, they're going to be attacked for things they are not, right? Biden wants to defund the police, as far as Trump would have you believe. He does not. Right. He wants to give more money to the police. Biden, uh, on the right, is a socialist. So all of Bernie's can't. all of Bernie's ideas are just subsumed into Biden. Biden is not a socialist. He's a very moderate uh, Democrat. But, you know, so there's not like a fair fight in terms of how these how our folks are being characterized. So to say, like, you know, as you're saying, Karen Bass is this. Ergo, Republicans will say this like, oh, stop. Oh, please. They're going to say whatever they want to say. We need to choose the candidate. And none of it will be true. We need to choose the candidate who is best for Joe. Right, who will make Joe mm-hmm. feel most comfortable? This candidate yep. will not pull in votes. They will not uh, significantly affect turnout. They're not going to shape any state. They're not going to bring or lose any state. But they will suggest where Joe's mindset is and what sort of president he wants to be. Um, which is wait a minute. Well, the one thing that I will say is this. If he does choose, in fact, end up choosing a black woman, which he should, I do think that that will bring in more black people, more people of color. I do. I do think that. I I do think that it will be a signal to who the future of the party is, which is people of color. But Joe in particular, and, and, and let's pull back and talk about this, this part of the conversation, the general black VP notion. Joe. Mm hmm has done better with black voters, has been doing better with black voters than anybody except for Barack Obama, right? Including, I think, Bill Clinton, right? He's, he's, he's been doing extraordinarily well with black voters throughout the primary. So, you know, and, and with Trump on the other side, it's almost a gift, right? To, so, I mean, I, I don't know that there's anybody who is currently saying, I'm not sure if I'm going to vote and then mm-hmm. he puts a black woman on the ticket and they say, now I will go vote because it's Susan Rice or Karen Bass or Kamala Harris or whoever. Now, that said, we do see that black voters do say they want a black candidate, right? And they mm-hmm. feel they deserve a black candidate. And I think it would be dangerous of Joe to have left so many black women candidates hanging in the wind for so long and then choose a non-black candidate at a moment of BLM, at a moment of the feeling, the power of like, we deserve to be in that spot. If for no other reason than for the future, right? For now and for the future, for what we saved you, Right. I mean, you would not be here if not for Barack Obama, Jim Clyburn and black voters of the South and Midwest who propelled Biden when his candidacy seemed to be floundering. 
if all of that cannot convince you to pick a black person and go for the historical value of saying, okay, let's let's put a black VP on the ticket, right? I I I I think that that is really valuable for the Biden campaign mm-hmm. to do, and I think it 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 puts the ticket in a different light, a different historical light, mm-hmm. and it and it and it it puts a real we could say count point counterpoint onto the situation in that we have the most racist president that right. we've had in centuries, right? Since we had slaveholders. And then, uh, you know, the, the black president's VP with a black female VP at his side, right? Like, I mean, that's almost like a novelistic sort of like differential there. And I think that, you know, to your point, what I'm wondering Right. And this this is the fear. And this is why people are like, is Biden taking too long? Is the deliberation too great at this moment? And I'm like, uh, no, like we're living in the most consequential times ever. Like I'd like I'd like a leader to be fucking thoughtful and not shoot from the hip or like go with their gut. He's winning. Well, he doesn't need, like he doesn't need to change the race by like pick a VP so we can change the conversation. Like he's winning. Like slow down. But my 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 thought, my my. My fear, I should say, the worry that I have, which are many, but the one that I will talk about right now is just what you said. What happens if after all of this vetting, all of this time, all of these beyond qualified black women that we that whose names have been circulating for months and Joe Biden decides to go with a Whitmer? Right. Or a Warren. Right. Like what if like what if it what if he does choose. In my particular view, incorrectly, because I don't think that there is a bad choice with these black women. I think that they each bring something different. Right. Oh, oh, I do. The space. Oh, I do. We can get to that. We'll get to that. But I do. Oh, if he chooses that cop. I'm gonna be mad if he chooses Val Deming. To Val Deming, is a, who was a 27 year police officer, a police chief for three police years. Chief. Her husband yeah. is a, was a chief and a sheriff. If he chooses that cop in the year of BLM, I'm gonna be mad because I think that is disqualifying. So you wouldn't be mad at Kamala, but you would be mad. So the prosecutor is okay. But the actual cop is not. I'm just. I just want to understand, and I want I, our democracy. What? What? Do you, what? What's I the understand difference here, Dora? That I am threading a needle that some folks may say is hypocritical. I understand that, and I did say, mm-hmm. and I continue to say that Kamala's prosecutorial background is problematic. I don't know mm-hmm. all of it, but there's surely cases that a reasonable person could say. Um, that bothers me. I understand that a lot of black voters dismiss her as a cop. I see a slight bit of daylight that she wasn't actually in the streets beating people's asses, a pawn of white supremacy, wearing the fucking badge, rolling around in the fucking car, commanding people to go into black areas and do what cops do. I do see a sliver of difference and... I, I I would be very very troubled to see 
somebody who was a cop for a I mean like this is this is who you were. You were a cop for 27 years. I don't want your con- I don't want you in the conversation of how we pol- reform police. Fuck that. I don't want you in the conversation at all. I'm not I would be very very insulted. So are we Wow, this is this is fucking deep because hold, hold on cuz I I we need to unpack this. Let's go. So if you have ever been a police officer, right? And you are a person of color. You think that every single one of them is just wrestling with white supremacy and that Val Demings couldn't bring something that is that is purposeful and necessary with a, a knowledge of how the inner workings, especially as a black woman to have risen to police chief. That you means, understand that, like means what, that you are absolutely part of the system, that you were you can't rise to the top of it, especially as a black woman. If you don't fu- if you're not fully invested in the system, I mean, like, come on. Like, yeah, I don't there's not like I mean, we're not surely not going for the good cop, bad cop dichotomy. Right. I mean, like this there is a system of policing that they all operate under black and white. And quite often the black ones have to go further to prove to their white brothers and sisters that I'm down, that I'm blue before I'm black. Uh, no, you are part of a you put on that you put on that badge and that wear that gun. You are. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Part of a system, and it's not about, well, some of them are good and a few of them are bad. No, they are part of a system of policing that is that makes them pawns of white supremacy. And... Uh, yeah, no, they are absolutely problematic. As members of society, forget to be at the top of American government. And no, I don't need a I don't need a cop to be part of how we reform American policing. I need non cops to be part of that because only by having non cops part of the conversation will we get actual uh pro- progress on this issue. The cops, like the cops, deeply see the need for police. They can't. They they can't even see the value of abolition or like severe radical reform that we actually need. Not. I don't. I don't like. You know. No. I don't want. A, I would be deeply offended to see somebody go from cop to VP. That would that that would be deeply offensive to me. 
I mean, I think that we're missing the part that she's not going from cop to VP, that she made a pit stop as a representative of Congress. Um, you know, I of course I'm not I'm not dismissing yeah, I don't I'm not share dismissing that type her of two terms in Congress. I, really, I don't at all. I don't I'm, I don't share the repulsiveness there. Because and I think that to be honest, her handling during impeachment um and her handling uh, uh as an impeachment manager really opened my eyes to her and what she brings to the table. And I think that until I can really go through her history, right? What folks are saying about her as a police chief, as a police officer, I'm not going to go off and say that because she took this job, that she is a terrible person. Because I think that there are black and brown people that did become police officers because they wanted they wanted to the, the, change the system from the outside the in. Point, they, they grew up being afraid and not, fearful and seeing the over policing, and so they the, wanted to do something. I don't want to. I don't want to make that. But the point is generalization. Not, the point on is her. not the reason why you became a cop. Lots of people became cops for good reasons. I think most people probably become cops for good reason. But once you are in the system of policing. You are being pushed in different directions, in different spaces, in different areas with specific tactics that lead to you performing the job in a certain way. And it's not – I reject the notion that like black people are performing policing in a way that is more revolutionary or, more, or less anti-black uh, than – White people, no, they are part of a system of policing that is deeply problematic. Um, they are fully invested in it, and they they are they are they are all part of a problem. I I reject the notion that some cops are good and some cops are bad. That's a childish way of understanding the entirety so of policing. So we're saying that if, if Biden makes this decision, then you are essentially saying that you are not on like. What are we getting off this train then? Because you're coming from an absolute over repulsed place where you are saying absolutely not. It would be a smack in the face. So if she is still in the running of the of the black, she is at the top with the black women that we are discussing. If he chooses her, what are, what are we saying as 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 black people, as people who are activists, as progressives? Like, what are are, are we are we off this train? Uh, I would have to cross that bridge when I came to it, but I would be okay. Highly, well, you got a week to walk there. I would hi- <laughs> I would be highly offended. Um, I would be highly offended, uh, and especially coming off of Joe's history with the crime bill. And I, what I feel like is largely a misunderstanding of the room from him talking about, let's give more money to the cops. What he said about Oakland, uh, Portland recently in terms of, you know, calling the people in the streets, anarchists and activists dismissing them in that way. I found that, to be highly offensive. I'm like, Joe, you're pushing me here. You know, you're pushing me. I'm already making a compromise to support Joe Biden, but I'm like, you know, obviously I get it. The other side is horrific, 
But, you know, there's a there's a compromise for a progressive to support Joe Biden. If you ask me to compromise again to vote for a police officer, I'm going to be extremely, extremely um, offended. And it will really, really challenge me um, in a way that, let's say, I mean, in a way that, you know, Susan Rice, Stacey Abrams, and Keisha Lance Bottoms um, would not challenge me. Now, Susan Rice is interesting. I don't think you can choose somebody who has no electoral experience. She has- I don't think so either. Household name recognition, but- you know, she'd never she'd never run for electoral office, and we you know we got to throw you into the deep end, and we got ninety some days to get this thing done. Like I don't think you can do that in a weird campaigning environment. Um, Stacey Abrams has household uh, name recognition, but I don't think media would accept her as day one ready to be president. Right? See, and I like my thing with Stacey Abrams is that. Well, let me just finish this point on Joe Biden. Joe Biden was not in my top five choices to become president of the United States. He just wasn't, right? right? And so you are right. And I agree with you in terms of the compromises that we make. But in politics, that's the fucking name of the game. And that's what you do. Um, And particularly at this point in time, when the, this is it's it's no longer just uh, about Republicans or Democrats or who has the best policies. It's literally about life and death. Like this is just yeah. it's not you know, I we started the show and it was just like, oh, just Trump is an asshole. It's like, no, now he's Satan. Right. Like yeah. it's it's it, it has evolved differently. That being said, I am so tired of the conversation about how Trump, a fucking grifter piece of shit could become president of the United States, but somehow Stacey Abrams couldn't be ready on day one. Okay. So this is is my problem with like, and and it's not just Trump. It's, 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 that to me is the lens of maleness in general. Here's a difference. Yes. Maleness. Yes. Whiteness. And I think you and I have great knowledge and respect for Stacey Abrams. And I would understand yeah, I think she could be a great president tomorrow, right? Very wise, very intelligent. I would accept her. I think most of political media would struggle with that. But the difference is on the Republican side, they reject government, elites, knowledge, facts, all that shit. So, you know, media. So they don't care that Trump was a buffoon that media said he's a moron, don't elect him, that he clearly knows nothing. He reads nothing. <laughs> he understands nothing. nothing. The, the Republican Party is fine with that. The Democratic Party uh, prizes elites, prizes education, prizes knowledge, book learning, wisdom. And she checks every single box that they pride. Everything that, every single box that you just named, Stacey Abrams, checks yes and again i support her you support you know what? and her. i and i say this about you know fuck the political media fuck them because if it if not if not for their fucking la- their their ratings driven like money driven coverage of donald trump we wouldn't fucking be here yeah. so their thoughts on who they think should or should not be i really don't care well i don't care I agree. I don't care. I learned to speak that language and I learned how 
uh, bankrupt it is, I only care in as much as there is a segment of voter, a not small segment of voters who take their knowledge from them. Yeah. They are the proxy for a certain large segment of voters, right? So the I don't necessarily care what X person who goes on MS or CNN says, but I know there's you know 10,000 voters who are listening to them and taking cues from them. I think that the Democratic Party positioned Stacey Abrams in a way when they had her do the rebuttal, one of the rebuttals to the State of the Union. And her rebuttal was so fucking good, aside from the fact that Donald Trump is a buffoon and we had no idea what he was saying anyway in his word salad. Um, she would not have been given that prominent position if, in fact, she was not ready. If, in fact, she what is not time tested. If, in fact, she hadn't p- brought like over a million new voters to the voter registration in Georgia. Right. Like I just you know, I still I will go hard for Stacey Abrams until she's officially out of the race, because I think that she really is the future of the Democratic Party. And I think that I, she's a smart, like ambitious, thoughtful, strategic um, woman and daughter of the South, I, the South I, in which that we need a new Southern strategy for. And I think that she's that person. I, I agree with all that. I love Stacey Abrams. I wish we were talking about Governor Stacey Abrams. Yeah, yeah. And I wish that for many reasons, Fair. also for the health of people in Georgia. But if, if we were talking about Governor Stacey Abrams, it would be very hard yeah. for Biden to say no. It would be such a tantalizing story and such a great candidate. Um, State Representative Abrams, who got close, probably won Georgia, but didn't officially win Georgia. <sighs> it's a different. She is represent. She is representative, though, of. What, Demo- what what Republicans have done to corrupt our system. Yeah. We know good goddamn well that Stacey Abrams won that race. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I don't even, I, you know, to me, she she is governor-elect Stacey, <laughs> Stacey Abrams, Rich. who is representative of, of what it is, the kind of grit and determination we need to have and consistency to get the Brian Kemp's, the Trump's, the DeSantis's of the world out of office, out of power. And I think that it would signal to these people that their time, their cheating, their lying is up, right? Like, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm so fucking tired. And particularly for the people in Georgia right now, like, you know, ugh, ugh. I don't think, I no longer think it's going to be Elizabeth Warren because she's white. And I think there is an urgency that the Biden campaign feels, a value that Biden campaign feels to choosing a black person. And I think that's that's right. That's reading the temperature correctly um, for a critical uh, group of Democratic voters. But also, as we've discussed in this conversation, Biden is a moderate and I don't think he's going to see as much value in choosing a true progressive um, I think he's going to value choosing somebody who's more moderate, which, you know, as a progressive, I wish that he would choose a progressive, but, um, I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-mm. 
And I don't, I don't think I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's. I mean, and you know, frankly, everybody knows Elizabeth Warren was my number one choice. That's who I wanted right. to be in this position right now. Right. Um. But given the world that, and you know, and frankly, I think that she would be better right now in campaigning and all of those things. But yeah. nonetheless, um, it's not going to be her. I don't. I definitely. She would be the only white woman. Who, if he did choose, I would be like, well, she was my number one choice. Right. And I would be okay with that because it would also signal to the progressives that, like, their agenda, right, the agenda to deconstruct capitalism, to, de- you know, like, all of these things would be moving forward. Oh, you made um, me feel good just saying it out loud. Oh, <laughs> oh God, I got, all, I got all goosebumpy not- just saying it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, yes, stop turning to me. I love you. It's not going to happen. No, I don't think that's uh, going to happen. Tammy Duckworth is an amazing um, person, patriot. an amazing option. I don't think it's going to happen, but no. um, it would be an amazing, you know, it, it, she is a person of great depth and personal power. Her story is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, what she did to Tucker Carlson she could do to Donald Trump on a weekly basis, which would be an amazing mm-hmm. thing to watch. Um, but I, I, you know, white people think in terms of people of color, I hate that phrase because we are not all one. It's not about Biden choosing a non-white person. It's about Biden choosing a black person because black people and black voters are the reason why he's here. Not a Latino president not you know uh, uh, an hispanic uh congressman from south carolina it is black people and black voters who are why he's here black people black voters are the backbone of the democratic party not people of color black people and to see a black person on the ticket will be of great spiritual value and this came up on the twitter where so many Really intelligent discussions have happened lately. You already had you already had a black president. So what does a black vice president mean? That job is lesser. Who are these people you decide to talk to on Twitter? Well, Stop I didn't say I to talked to them. them. I saved this for you because I thought that 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 comment was so stupid. Um, I mean, the mind reels with just. I mean, like yes a black vice president would be very important. It wasn't like we got one president, we're good. Like no, we y'all need Y'all had y'all had 44, 44, 44 white men. of them. And I mean, we get one and and according to Mitch McConnell that was our reparations go fuck yourself. I mean, like, we honestly. need more. <laughs> like, that's what I would, that would be need, my tweet response. Right, we need more and more and more representation in the oval office, in the Correct. Senate. On the Supreme Court, one is not enough. This is not college basketball where we go one and done. We need more. We are a significant part of America. I want to see us be a significant part of the ruling class of America in terms of not just presidents, but vice presidents, senators, governors, all that shit. And this is a step toward the next black president, which will happen in our lifetime. And- now really? we've we've mm. we've we've, so, we've run. You're so hopeful. I am. We've run, we've run through all the names. Who do you think it will be? 
We didn't touch on Keisha Lance. Who do I think? Bottoms, you, yeah. Which I think right. we both agree. She's a wonderful person. Um, don't mm-hmm. think she's going to get the nod this time. It's very hard to see going from mayor to vice president. Yeah. Um, so my, who I will say is not, again, not necessarily who I passionately want, but who I think that Joe Biden will pick. Right. Um, and I think that Joe Biden will pick Kamala Harris. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the value of Kamala is so large. The pros are so many. The, mm-hmm. the brilliance, you know, who's it? Ed Rendell said she is, she rubs people the wrong way. I mean, you know, I've said this before. I know Kamala for real. Like I knew her when she was AG of San Francisco. I've known her for a long time. She is wonderful company. She is fun. She is, I mean, like if there's any concern about, is she a real black? She's a real black person, like who you could like hang out with. And like, you feel like, like this is fun. She is intelligent. She is down home. She is real. She is honest. She is brilliant. Um, You know, I mean, like she is inspiring. She, the, the, the notion that she rubs people the wrong way. I mean, like I've, I've been with her socially several times she far from she's filled with charisma and the idea that that she rubs people the wrong way is just i don't understand the sniping that we're seeing from these older white men against what do you mean you don't understand maybe i do understand it after all you understand it's it's really and uh, to be honest let's let's just say it's not that fucking complicated right like why the sniping i wonder what it could be you just said it in the description they're old and they're white and she is young black and brilliant right that that's it yeah right yeah Rub, rub, you know, those black people, so bougie, so uppity, so, so uppity. you know, so, so uppity. So, yeah, so uppity, just like don't know their place. It kind of rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> oh, you know what? Karen Bass seems the easier choice. Kamala is perhaps the more powerful choice. Mm-hmm. And suggests the future of the Democratic Party yes, in a does. way that Karen Bass perhaps does not, even though I would be happy with either of them. Don't concern yourself with losing a Senate seat. That is n- not the concern. First- Not in California. You, f- well, not in California, but first you play to win the game, Right. Put together the best team that can win the big game, and then you worry about the Senate. But Kamala will be replaced by a Democrat without a doubt, just as Elizabeth Warren would be replaced by a Democrat. Every every time I hear about, like, oh, we would end up with a Republican, like, no, you wouldn't. No, no, you have to understand actual Massachusetts politics. Um, but, Torre, real quick, real quick, though, who do you think— between those two, Karen Bass and Kamala Harris, who do you think um, Barack is whispering about? Yeah, I that's to, that's that's that is the core. Because I think that because I think that matters. I think deeply. that's the core question. I think that Barack is probably 
the only superdelegate that matters in this campaign. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, Kamala is friends with Barack. With, I know. For years and years. So I am certain that when when he talks to Joe, he's like, Kamala's great. She's fantastic. You know, I mean, at this rate, Barack doesn't even need to say anything because we already know, Joe already knows the love that, I mean, like, you know, the, 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 re, the part of how I read Chris Dodd publicly attacking Kamala is because in the room, right, Kamala's getting a lot of attention and he's trying to find another way to, to, to stop her before she gets nominated. So I, I, it's, see, I read this as Kamala's to lose and she will probably get it. And I will be very happy about that, even though I I wonder what the black folks who dismissed her in the primary as a cop will say and how they will feel. I don't give a fuck about what Tucker Carlson and the right will say and what Trump will say. But what will the black people who were mad at her for being a cop, as they called her, what will they say? I don't know. I don't know. But I think that by the time our next episode airs... We'll know. We'll know. Okay. You know, for some reason, I feel slightly more hopeful about America than I have at the end of other recent episodes. Because <laughs> we're I talking mean, about the future of democracy as if it's not already done. I, well, I think I think the last like three episodes we concluded being like, I really don't know if we're going to get to next week and still have democracy. Like <laughs> stormtroopers right. maybe ripping up the Constitution and like taking over. Like, and this week I'm like, okay, I think democracy is going to survive to next week. <sighs> I think. Okay. Yeah, think it's always good to be hopeful, even though I look over your shoulder and I'm like, are the stormtroopers coming in? Are they going to take to right first? I don't know. Uh, yeah, probably. Rain my mouth too much. All right. Thank you for listening to Democ- Democracy Ish. I'm Tore. <laughs> Democracy like Yosemite. Dem- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love Yosemite. Oh my God. That was the best. Um, um, uh, thank you for listening to Democracy Ish. I'm Tore. And I'm Danielle Moody. And we will. Be back next week because there will be a country and we will have a VP pick. Oh, almost (laughs) certainly. Pray about it. Pray about it.